Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 6 of the Pulmire Podcast. Um, you know, we're just kind of grinding through everything right now. Obviously, COVID-19 starting to come back here. And we're just really stressed out here. Everyone's just so much anxiety about COVID-19. And especially, like, everybody that's been going through a lot right now. And, yeah, it's really stressful for everyone. And we've, we've all been battling through a lot of different things as people have been going back. Obviously, the entire state of Arizona back under lockdown. Texas, like North and South Carolina. Like, have you seen all the videos of the people at our banks, especially on Barstool Sports? You see all those people just doing whatever they want. And, you know, I guess it's fun. But in the end of the day, you want to think about other people here. And the COVID-19 virus, unfortunately, is not going away, folks. I mean, I know everyone wants it, and everyone I know everyone doesn't sometimes doesn't wear masks in public, but COVID-19 is still out there, and it's still very, very dangerous, and I feel like people that um, are not afraid of COVID-19, they should be. Obviously, right now, as a younger kid at my age, you just sometimes COVID-19 doesn't really scare me. It's, uh, so, sorry, it scares everyone else, but... There's really just it's there's mixed opinions about the whole thing. Last episode I talked about masks and how the um CDC was talking about wearing uh, regular medical masks. Like I'm gonna wear a mask over my face. Period. It's gonna be either be cloth or medical. It doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna wear whatever I want and I'm gonna wear it over my face to keep people safe. And yeah, we're just grinding through uh, quarantine. Obviously, still basically is quarantine. We just we've done we've got done a lot of different things like golf and stuff. I know Hershey Park's opening on Wednesday. I mean that's psycho. I mean just opening up Hershey Park, bringing a ton of different people in. It's gonna be scary, and I think the cases are gonna go up. I mean if you ask anyone else, I think everyone thinks that the cases are gonna go up. But yeah, it's gonna be very very interesting as we continue this, to practice social distancing. I had my second or third hockey practice. I don't know. We had a pretty we had a pretty fun time. Obviously, I was really fired up in the locker room. You can ask any of the guys. I was really getting there going in the off ice session. Hurt my knee though in the off ice session. Um, kind of pulled it as I'm doing as I'm beating up Gavin Buck and the and the one on one drills. But you know, not a big deal. But yeah, we had a fun time playing at that practice. Obviously, you know, social distancing in the rink. You want to be careful, and that's one thing why I didn't drop a podcast like we last week is just because. I was at the rink all week. I was at the rink eight to four every day, working out with little kids on the at the Antoine Bertrand hockey camp. It was fun. We really enjoyed ourselves at this camp. Made a lot of money, and it, that's just all that matters. I mean, I just really had fun with the guys. And really, it's not really about the money at all. It's just about teaching younger younger kids to to love the game of hockey through a, a tough time. Obviously, the camp was different. I think the camp in the past, we just we had it was different out mindset different everything else so i had to be careful at COVID, with covid19 at the rink and i know the rink is right now obviously obviously if you didn't hear like i mean lemon county is still the only county in pennsylvania that is still technically in yellow phase but yeah um cook lewis is still the only rink in pennsylvania that is still under quote-unquote closing so everyone other rink in pennsylvania is open so it's tough because we still have to uh, practice social distancing. Obviously, we're going to still have to practice social distancing, distancing through um, the remainder of the season. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm just curious how the uh, the seating showcase is. I'm heading up to the seating showcase in uh, July. I know this is an hockey podcast, but still a big deal coming up. Going to be very, very exciting. Can't wait. And obviously, one other thing is, well, I'm going to be going to Boston next week, so I'm going to be dropping two podcasts this week. I don't know if I ever told everyone, but two podcasts this week. Cannot wait to drop these podcasts. Another podcast is going to be with an interviewer, so I can't wait to drop that interview. It's going to be fun. 
And obviously these podcasts are harder to do, obviously. It's hard to do a podcast by yourself. And I know I talked about it in the first episode, my first ever opportunity trying to do it by myself, but I had fun with it. And that's all that matters. The podcasting is fun. And I, I was just disappointed that I was, wasn't able to drop a podcast last week. But um, it is what it is, so we're just going to continue to go. Um, we're going to start off with uh, MLB starting back up. Obviously, big Yankee fan here, and I'm really, really excited to the MLB to start back up. And the way they're playing the games is very, very interesting. I'm gonna, it's going to take a little bit to explain here. So you have the American League and the National League. National League consists of teams like the Phillies, the Nationals, Atlanta, a bunch of other those teams. So they have an Eastern Division, just like AL does. AL, and I'm going to tell you the teams that consist of. American League East consists of the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays, not the Maple Leafs, Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays, New York Yankees, Baltimore Orioles, Boston Red Sox, and Tampa Bay Rays. Out of the AL NL East, it's the Washington Nationals, Atlanta Braves, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, and um, oh my. Anyway, so yeah, so I can't really think of a lot of NL because I don't really watch a lot of NL baseball. Watch a lot of AL, so I really can't tell you the rest of the the NL East uh, teams. But I can tell you the top three: there's the Nats, the Phillies, the Atlanta, a bunch of other those teams, Pittsburgh. Oh, maybe they're in the Central. But anyway, so you have the oh and the Mets. Mets are in there too. But anyway, so you're gonna have a lot of games against those teams. So forty of the games that the Yankees are gonna be playing this year are gonna be against Tampa, Toronto, Boston, and um yeah. So yeah, Tampa, Toronto, and Boston are gonna be the games they're gonna pl- be playing a lot of, and also Baltimore. And then you're gonna go to travel, you're gonna play a cross uh, cross league game against like the Braves. And Braves are so good, by the way. Atlanta's super sick. But, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how the Yankees are going to fade. Obviously, 70-game season or, yeah, 60-game season. So, what the stat is, they play 60 games in 70 days, which is going to be psycho. You can't really think of how many days off. they make. In MLB, it's a 162-game season. It's a long season. And they have a lot. They have breaks in between. Like, sometimes they have breaks. But, like, not, like they only get any breaks. 60 games, like, obviously the Yankees are projected to do super well. I can't wait to watch. And I can't wait to get some sports back, obviously. I think the, the sports is coming back middle of July. So it's going to be exciting to see the some of the guys come back and really, really get excited. And, yeah, I'm going to the beach soon, so hopefully I get to watch some uh, hockey and baseball. Second uh, order of business, we got the NHL draft here. And I – the draft, you know, just really, I hate the draft lottery. I think the worst team in the league should get the first overall pick every single year. No, this is not a hockey podcast, but still, we'll talk with the NHL draft. NHL draft was a joke this year, and I know it's a great draft class. You got some great players. My draft year, 2002 birth year. So you got the younger 01s and the older 02s in this 2020 draft year. And the picks were just, it was just disappointing to see the, the Detroit Red Wings not get a first overall pick. Like, that's that's just disgusting, in my opinion. Like, Detroit, you get the first overall pick. You're the worst team in the league. 39 points in a season. That's awful. That is the, one of the worst teams Detroit's ever had in their history. And they get the, f- I think it's like the fourth or fifth overall pick or something like that. That's just, that's just awful. And the, the team who gets the first overall pick is going to be any team that's in the playing round. So that's teams like Pittsburgh. That's teams like Edmonton. That's teams like Vancouver. Teams that are already stacked and they get an opportunity to the first-round pick. Imagine imagine playing against – imagine Lafreniere, Alexi Lafreniere, 
uh, French Canadian kid. Imagine playing with Crosby and Malkin and getting 30 and 30 in their first NHL season, 60 points. That's sick. Just imagine that in your head. Put that in your head like, oh, my God. Like, you're going to play against some sick players, and it's going to be awesome. But I feel like if the NHL does not happen, and by the way, NHL, still not not 100% here. You're still not fully committed to this. You still got to vote. You still got to do a bunch of other things. I know everyone's back skating. Austin Matthews get the COVID-19. I mean, that's not good, and that does not show good with the NHL right now because I know the NHL, is, they're struggling. I mean, everybody's struggling right now. You got to continue to think that, man, NHL, like, you want to be want to be into it. And when you see guys, like guys on Ottawa, guys on Toronto get COVID-19, they're going to come the season back. Honestly, it's going to be a hard, hard opportunity for the NHL, but it's going to be showing them a whole lot of resilience that they have and become a, a league that knows they can go through anything and finish this year. And it's going to be a fun playing around, but back to the draft here. L.A. gets the second pick. I mean, L.A. was bad, one of the worst teams of the Western Conference, but still – they don't get the first. They don't get the second overall pick. And I was talking with Gavin Buck today, and Winnipeg is the only only team that had the opportunity at the first overall pick. So, in my humble opinion, if the league or the NHL does not play the playoffs, Winnipeg has got that pick. And I feel like Lafreniere would love it. And obviously, if you have teams like Arizona, teams like Nashville that have that opportunity at the pick, that'd be awesome. But I just don't think that. The Detroit Red Wings should get the first overall pick every single time. I mean, obviously, they're going to be sick in a couple of years. I mean, they got some good players. They got a good minor league system. They got a bunch of other good players. But why in the world do they not get the first overall pick? It makes zero sense. I don't know what the NHLPA is doing. I don't know what. Like, what do they see with giving? I mean, they got some solid players. Binefield. Oh, he's so good. Uh, Sudbury Wolves. I mean, such a good player. Dr- Drysdale. I mean, Top three pick. I mean, Ottawa's got three and five. They're going to be sick in two years, three years. They're making the playoffs. But you give it to a team that could be good. Like, you give it to Pittsburgh, who's notably still one of the best teams in the league. They're eighth in the league. Like, they're still sick. Like, they're still a great hockey team. Just makes no sense. And I just don't understand. And I guess people have their diff- form their own opinions about this, but I know this is really a hockey podcast. It's like the third time I'm saying this, but still, only things I really have to talk about are the draft and the draft, or not really the draft, the draft lottery, and it's just a joke. And there's a lot of teams that are still up for it. I mean, any team is, has a hunt for Lafreniere. Any team could get it. I mean, also like talking about the NHL, the playoff series, a goalie can steal playoff series in a five game series, not like not like a seven game series. Like, you can see a goalie play four games, five games, good games. Like, obviously, you're not – if you sweep every game, like, that's, that's fantastic. But, obviously, you're going to lose in the playoffs. But you're, you're going to hopefully lose in the time that doesn't really matter. But, you see, you look at the teams that have hard matchups. You have Minnesota. You have you have Montreal. They got good goalies. Dupnik, a lot of people, a lot of people put them down. Dude, the guy's a good goalie. He's a good goalie, and so is Price. I mean, Price, best goalie in the league, in my opinion. One of the best goalies in the league, better than Murray. And I'm a Penguins fan. I could see Montreal moving on. Just because if Price is on his game and he can do what he can do, there's no chance. No chance for the way they're playing. There's just I just don't feel like – I obviously, I'm going to run for Pittsburgh every time. I don't think there's a chance Montreal wins, but there's a slight chance. If – 
price is on his game, they can move on. And that's just me. I think anyone can make an argument here. Anyone, anyone. Let's say um, Darcy Kemper in Arizona. I mean, if he if he gets on his game and and Nashville, same with Arena, can go either way in that series because they got two good goalies. I mean, Darcy Kemper could have been up for the Calder last year, and that's a good, that's a solid Calder. That's Makar. That's like a bunch of solid players. Now this year in the Calder is fantastic. What a Calder this year! It's gonna be Hughes, Makar, and if I'm gonna pick one, it's gonna be Victor Olsson. He led the league in power play goals early on in the year. He was one of the best offensive power play forwards on the Buffalo Sabres. But, you know, that's going to be the top three. And it's it's just rare that a Calder trophies are going to be three defensemen this year. And you don't really see a lot of uh, point production as much as the rookie defensemen in the NHL. But I'm just going to go either way. And I'm just really, really excited to see how the NHL is going to get through this. But, yeah, the draft, what a joke. And I want, I want somebody good. I want to see Lafreniere. Obviously, you know, going in, you think, oh, yeah, Lafreniere is going to be playing on, like, a terrible team. Now you put him on a good team. Dude, he shines. And I know you guys are kind of like, Eichel. Eichel's the best player, one of the best players in this league. And no doubt about it that he's going to win a scoring title in the next couple of years. What, what happens if he gets drafted by, like, by like Philly or by like some team that has so many young players, and I just I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. And Buffalo almost squeaked into the playing round, losing by one point to Montreal. But I mean, it is what it is at this point. You gotta you gotta take what you got. And yeah, I can't wait for NHL. One more thing before I get to my pregame routine, which I think everyone has been listening and wanting to hear this. So it's gonna take a while, but it's gonna be fun. So. One thing is, uh, this is a little older news, but like, like Spencer Knight, bro. Like he's a great goaltender, pro junior player, fantastic. Why would Florida? Now thinking about this today, why would Florida draft a on the fifteenth overall pick, Spencer Knight, first goalie to go in the draft, then sign Bobrovsky for ten years? Like you, you got two, you get the best goalie in the draft. And then you get the best, one of the best goalies in the league. You sign in the next. I mean, I think they might have drafted. I'm not sure how it went, but it just makes absolutely zero sense the way they, they the way they drafted. And you know, Florida could have gotten a solid player, but they get Spencer Knight. They Spencer Knight needs to go to a team that doesn't have a goalie, or they don't. They have an older goalie, like Washington. Now Washington has the Spence Elias Samsonov. They got Holpe. They got a bunch of other players, but. You good? You give it to a team where the goalie's like older. You don't give it to a team that's the fifteenth overall pick to Spencer Knight. This is in the twenty nineteen draft. <laughs> Makes zero sense. You ask anyone, Spencer Knight. You send him to a team like Buffalo or send him to a team like Vancouver that needs a goalie, a future goalie. Now Thatcher Demko in Vancouver is a good goalie, but you give it to it. You don't give him to Florida. That's a terrible, terrible mistake. Now, obviously, freshman at BC led the led the college in save percentage and wins and a bunch of other things. But I'm just gonna point out it was awful drafting by Florida, and hopefully they use him for trade value, like a trade Spencer Knight to a team that he's gonna be able to develop on. You think ten years from now, Spencer Knight probably probably eighteen or nineteen? Then he Bobrovsky's like I don't know. He's like I don't know. He's like older, like almost thirty, probably a little younger. 
And then you got a guy like Spencer Knight, who's 18. By the time Bobrovsky's contract's up, that guy's 29. He's well beyond his prime. Like, he's no longer in his prime. It just makes no sense here. And I just don't feel like people people just need to realize that the Florida Panthers drafting was, was not good in 2019. And it's not going to benefit them. And obviously, Bobrovsky had a all – like, he didn't have a great year. I mean, he had a great year in Columbus last year. Then he, you sent him to Florida – more money, more pressure, gets in and sucks. He absolutely sucked, like, for most of the year. And then you bring a guy like Chris Drieger. Drieger was unreal. Probably the starter. Probably the starter for most of those games. He was fantastic to watch. Younger goalie, played in the coast, grinded through the coast. Then he had to go to the AHL and play. Just It just, it just blows my mind the way people are just thinking that Panthers are going to win a round. I mean, you could if Bobrovsky steps up, they beat Islanders. I mean, whatever. But yeah, I just don't. I don't understand. But all right, for the moment, we all been waiting for. It's time for the pregame routine, and I'm gonna plan a scenario here to start this routine. So I'm gonna play my high school hockey routine here, and you know, it's pretty psycho, if you ask me. It's pretty psycho, but um, yeah, we're just gonna get we're just gonna get right to it here. So. I'm going to basically do a routine that I've done a lot of this year. And I started more towards the back half. I wish when I was younger I started a better routine. But uh, when I'm older, I just was able to, like, sit back and think, okay, like, this is the routine that I'm going to practice my entire career. So, okay. So, Monday, Friday, we're playing. So, let's say it's, like, middle of, middle of December, high school hockey. We play two big games, let's say. CD. CD and Hershey, CD Monday, Hershey Friday. Usually play Hershey Friday every day, every weekend, unfortunately. But so we're playing CD Friday, starting off the weekend. Sunday, Sunday night starts Sunday night my routine. So I watch the same episode of Friday Night Tikes. Now Friday Night Tikes is a Netflix show. It's about football players in Texas. Now I don't know if you guys heard of this show, but this show was pretty intense. A lot of swearing, a lot of just a lot of it was just awful. It's a good show, but awful way the parents treat the kids and stuff. And I watch episode, I think it's like episode 11 of season 2. It's the Outlaws, the San Antonio Outlaws against the Mission Mustangs for the state championship, the U state championship in Texas. And it's a pretty insane game. I mean, it's a comeback story. It's a big comeback story. So they win, I think, SA, SA San Antonio Outlaws win like 19-16 to 16 with like a last second leg tutty, and it was like sick. So it really gets me hyped up. Then I, sl- I sl- take it down and I watch that show. It's like 42 minutes or something like that. This is like I already start, I start this at 7 o'clock. So 42 minutes and it's 7.45. For the next hour, I'm watching Inky Johnson. Now, Inky Johnson is a, is a very, very famous motivational speaker. He does a lot of things with schools. He talks about it's just It's a great story. I, I, I'm very, very uh, – uh, I would just – It'd be great for you guys to go on there and watch some of the videos that he's done. Yeah, he um he paralyzed his right arm, right arm and hand, and his shoulder, meaning he cannot move it. And it's a great story the way he overcame and became a better person with God and a bunch of other things. It's just so motivating. And I've listened to it since my first, second year, sixteen. So it's really just always is motivating me to be a player. So that's an hour. I watch the one special, the same special every time. And it's usually around 42 minutes, and I watch another special that's like 15. So there's an hour. There's an hour of my time. So my time management, 
I mean, my math's obviously awful, but um, so by this time, it's probably around 9, 9.30, like 9.15 around there. So by this time, I'm just winding down here, just drinking a ton of water. A lot of like, um, just just like sometimes I just, like water, sometimes it's bland, so I'd, I'll drink like the vitamin water stuff before games and stuff, but yeah, any, any of that. So next morning, so I sleep, get go to bed around 9, 30, 10. And sometimes, you know, I'll think a little bit before this big game. So let's say it's CD, last year's CD team, pretty good team. But so I'm going to think it, and I'm like, okay. So I go to sleep, get up 6 a.m. So 6 a.m. wake up. It's a Monday morning. It's a tough wake up sometimes. But if you're going to want to play games, you're going to get up. 6 a.m. So I uh, get up. I put on, like, like I don't put on my dress clothes quite yet because it's 6 in the morning. So I get up at 6 a.m. I usually, so I pack my game bag before I go to school. So I have Palmyra Black Knight's uh, backpack. I throw my tennis balls, my goggles. They're like the little, the pulsating goggles that really get my eyes ready to work. And I put those in there, put all my, my uh, gitch, my under stuff, and my socks, my shoes, my warm-up stuff, and my goalie guild hat you guys have all seen it's black and red and it's got the goalie mask on the old goalie mask so i throw that in there and it's in my car so by this time my gear is in my car and i usually so i'm gonna put back go back to the scenario here it's usually after a week and i just had two home games so i just had two home games for travel hockey from iron black Knights, 18 triple a two home games so my gear is already in the locker room so get all that packed throw that in my silver honda accord Throw it in there, so I have all my stuff in there. So basically, that's done. Go back. Uh, my mom, Elizabeth Bell, starts my breakfast. Now, my breakfast for game day is eggs and onions. Throw the onions in there, crack it like olive oil, eggs. Just throw it in there. Go back up. Usually, I don't shower. Depending, it depends on the day, honestly, and that really doesn't like affect my routine that much. I usually shower before I go to bed, then get up and put my stuff on. But it depends on the days. It could be it could be feeling a shower, but I usually don't. Put my put my dress clothes on. Get right back into it. So I have all my dress clothes on. Get the tie, same tie. It's, it's the blue striped shirt. I I rotate the tie a lot, but yeah, because it, it depends how I play. Honestly, I rotate the tie. Um, unicorn socks and uh, the same shoes and. Yeah, I throw the jacket on, and I have the uh, the Boston Scally cap now. This Scally cap, uh, I get I get chirped for it all the time. I wear it everywhere. Like I wear this Scally cap to games with the suit. It looks so good, and I know everyone yells at me, but it is what it is. I mean, I love this Scally cap. So I put this on. Usually by this time, it's around seven o'clock. So I'm get this all that done in an hour. So my seven o'clock's done. Throw the bag into school. Go to school. Usually get there around 7:35. Sit in the car, and then it's, if there's high school hockey, so I wait till my buddy Garrett Core pulls in. We usually walk into school together. I got the AirPod Pros going. I'm listening to Phil Collins into the uh, I can't feel it coming in the end, and like that, like that's those songs. Like that's I'm, I'm vibing to that when I'm coming into school. That's all I listen to. And usually DR is there. I give him fist bump. He's like, "Yeah, good luck." I was like, "Yeah, let's go." So I get, I get, I get going. So I usually get there decently, early, like nine twenty-five, nine thirty. So when by this time, if you walk into the high school atrium, and I'll, if you don't go to high school, my high school, you wouldn't know this. But in, in the high school, there's an atrium. And you walk right in. That's where you, everyone stands in the morning. 
the first bench to the right, I sit on that bench and I just think. And I, everyone's looking at me like, what is this kid doing? But I just do it. I sit there and I just wait it out, wait till the bell rings, go to class. And class, you know, I get done. I mean, I try my best in school on game day. Game days are tough on me because I'm really focused on what's going to be happening. And, yeah, lunch, eat the same lunch. Usually every time before a game, it's – um. The sub, it's a sub, so it's like a it's like a roast beef sub with um, lettuce and onion. And, um, yeah, I usually eat that parfait and uh, usually like a water. So that's what I eat for lunch. Second half of my day is usually pretty easy, so I get that out of the way. So first thing I do, get out, of, get off school. Now all, school ends at 2.45. Next thing I do, I, my brother, I take my brother to school. So he usually takes the bus home on game days. This is a Monday, obviously. So I get in the car and I drive to the rink. And then this is the point. So we're always playing rink two and we're usually in locker room seven. So I throw, I take all my stuff out of my triple A locker room. I throw it into our high school locker room to get everything up. So I set my stall up for the high school locker room and it's everything set. Then I put all my dry stuff into, into my uh, locker room. So I set up every time the same way every time I set up my high school um, my high school gitch on the on the AAA locker room stall. It's like my dry stall kind of deal. So I actually warm up in there and stuff. So I set everything up before the game. This is like I get home around four, and for the next so I get home at four. Everything's set up at the rink. So my my gitch, my gear, everything's ready to go. Skates. I usually get my skate sharpened usually every Monday, and obviously Eric at the rink has been bought out, so they don't have, the pro shop's gone, but. Yeah, it's disappointing, but yeah, I usually got, I usually had them do my skates every time, five eights, get them cut, and you know, set them getting set up for the game. So all my gear's ready. I usually go home. I go home, and from four, so so I leave around the rink around three thirty, three thirty-five. Depends on the day, depends on the traffic and stuff like that. So I get there. So four, I usually get home between four and four fifteen. Now the next hour. So games at 8.30 usually. So for the next hour, I'm chilling. And I'm just, um, yeah, I'm listening to Inky Jonathan, listening to my uh, motivational music. You listen to that stuff, just different things. The Gabe Page uh, um, led me on to this um, really, really good motivational guy. Um, he lost his wife to cancer. And he had a great story behind it. And it was awesome as at the graduation and he talked about like being a cook and you know grinding through everything, and it was it was a good it was a good story. So you should listen to that and some Inky Johnson as well. So then this is the famous uh, pregame meal. So pregame meal get around five fifteen five thirty. So this meal is consisted of chicken parm. Now my chicken parm, my mom makes the best chicken parm on the planet. Nothing even comes close to this chicken parm. Now this chicken parm is made with Purdue chicken. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Purdue chicken. It's like the like the regular grocery store chicken. Still the best. The shows on the mozzarella cheese. He throws it in the oven, and you know I just eat that. I eat it with usually with the uh, with water at dinner. So I have the pasta. I got the chicken parm. So we eat that. Now I usually take off my dress stuff when I get home, just to relax, get the re- get the relaxing feeling. I usually try to take a nap depending on the time. Yeah. So I'm done by there. 
So I eat the dinner. I go back upstairs. And I'm now I'm just talking to my dad. You know, sometimes I sometimes I'll throw on some film depending on the opponent. Obviously, we played CD a lot, so I really knew I knew what to expect here. And it wasn't like I was you know thinking about anything different. So I knew I knew I knew the opponent. I knew who we were playing. And so I get off. So obviously, next thing is drive to the rink. So my grandfather, who is currently battling prostate cancer. Um, and he was a big motivation for me all year. So he picked me up at 6.30 for an 8.30. Oh, actually, probably like 6.15. So I get there around. I get to the rink. He picks me up, takes me to the rink, takes me around the same side. So by this time, heading head into the game, I got nothing. I just got my skull cap. I got my jacket. And I got the AirPods in the pocket. That is all I have. I come to the rink. Everything's set up. So. Get in the rink. As soon as I get in the rink, depending on what time. Sometimes I get there a little early. So I usually get there between two hours before the game. So my goal is two hours before the game. Two hours to an hour and 30 minutes, I guess, around there. So I get into the rink, and with an hour and 15 minutes left, so an hour for you. So, so by this time, it's, you know, 6.45 for an 8.30 game. So I'm in there. I'm ready to go. So usually around 7.00. 7 o'clock, I'm in the rink, I'm in the locker room, getting undone. So by 7.15, I've got all my gitch on, and I'm upstairs in my grandpa's spot. Now, this is the spot on rink two that Jason Rapon tried to mess with me. And, you know, Jason, like, I'm sorry, bro, but I, you're not taking my spot. So I sit in this spot. It's So you're going to go, so there's the big Raptors and the big side on rink two. This is where all the parents sit. So I'm sitting up there, and I sit up there for 15 minutes. I have two Gatorades. I have two orange Gatorades because of the Cougars. So two orange Gatorades. I have my stick. Usually it's the warrior stick, so the warrior ritual stick. I have my towel, and I'm just sitting up there listening to my music. Now I play the same track every single time for the motivational game. So it's Eye of the Tiger. It's Phil Collins. It's usually Glory by It's Unstoppable. It's like those songs so i get really backed up then i listen to only like it's called rags to riches i don't know if you guys ever listened to it rags to rings not rags to riches but rags to rings so i listen to that song it's like all music it's no words and it gets you really fired up so i get there so it, by this time it's 7 30 hour before so if we're playing so obviously i'm not really telling you what we're playing hershey but we're, we're playing cd that night so i get off I get off, I, I go down the stairs, I throw out my Gatorades, I drink two of them in 15 minutes, I throw them out in the trash can on the side. I go out, I go out the side stairway. You guys know where that is. Like You come off the stairs, you make a left, and you go down the stairs. I go around the stairs, I go around the net, all the way down. I tap the Bears, our, two, our Bears Cup championship, which is the banner that we won in 16, 17, 2016, 2017. Go around, tap the Hershey flag, tap the Palmyra flag, go around, go into our locker room, start getting warmed up. So this is when I start my stretches. My everything, I'm getting right back into it. This is within this is 7:30, so I get stretches. 15 minutes of stretches, then I do my little run cardio kind of deal. Then the next 15, the next 15 minutes after that. So by this time it's 7:45. My, I get my hand eye in. So I have my goggles while I'm stretching. So I get my goggles. I get the pulsating goggles. I already got that done. So that's all ready. So I get everything ready. So then I get dressed with at 8 o'clock. So 8 o'clock, I'm already I'm getting dressed. So 8 o'clock, I'm getting done. 
So by this time, you usually get done around 8, 8.25, 8.30. And then at 8.33 on the clock, or 8.20, you usually get done around 8.20, not 8.33, because the game's at 8.30. But I don't know what I was thinking there. I'm kind of going off topic here. But so 8.20, I usually get done in like, not really 8 o'clock. I don't know why I say 8 o'clock. You usually get, you usually get dressed around 7.50. So 7.50, get done at 8.10. 8.10. Then I'm on the bench. And I'm just just looking at like I'm just doing my visualizations here, and I do my visualizations when I'm up in the stands as well. But um, then I'm doing it there. I have I actually do my other rule is I don't do music in the locker room. I like to spend time with some of my teammates. You know, get the bond going, get everything back. So eight when it comes around, so usually 15 minutes before the game. Exactly 15 minutes. So this is at 8 15. I'm fully dressed. I'm not really fully dressed. I'm my my bottoms are on. Skates everything. I spit on the ice. Spit on the ice. Ice is typically done at 8 15. So that's when I do the ice. So I spit on that ice. I usually it's usually a minute before. So 8 14. I'm got I got I'm swishing the water in my mouth and I'm spitting on the ice. And that ice is currently the property of Jackson Bell. That's the ice. So that I have that ice, and so now that ice is mine. Eight fifteen, go in there. Next thing, so look, as this is after the coach is already done making the speech, doing everything like that. So now, I'm doing my prayer, and I usually do the same prayer every time, and the prayer is typically the same. Like, dear Lord, thank you for everything you've done for me. Appreciate that. Just yeah, watch over my teammates, watch over the, our opponents. Thank you for everything, and that's basically the parody every time then i get on the ice and everything is usually pretty like i'm already ready to go by that time and you get this done the routine get right back into it and usually by the time i get the big section you know i just don't really try to not to pay attention so get on the ice do one do a half a circle so i do i start at the we usually go out the side door get on the ice go around and then right next to the blue line i do the little shuffle thing and then i stretch Again, stretch for the second time. Then rock here. Get the net, take my warm-up shots. Then with one minute left, I get out of the net. Then I watch the opponent for like 30 seconds. And then, yeah, it's game time. 40 save win. Like That's just how I've been doing it. That's how my routine has been the last, I don't know, a couple of years. And it's just really working for me. And it's humming. I mean, this routine has done a lot. And I know everyone's messed with me with their routine. And I was just very, very happy to talk about it on the podcast because... This is the great. This is awesome. I love talking about everything on this podcast. And yeah, the routine was awesome. And I'm gonna hopefully do. I like to change things sometimes. Obviously, some things I add differently depends on the day. But I really, really love working with the routine. And I know a lot of people know about it. But yeah, I just can't wait. A couple of things I missed a little bit. I like to. I know a lot of people know this, but I like to like hit my like ball with my stick on the on the boards like and I'm not very good at it obviously a lot of people know about that but yeah I just do that and then obviously my sticks are already pre-taped I don't tape my skates before games usually not I mean usually I don't but it depends really just depends on the day I usually wear the same shoes same hat same everything so yeah so that's my routine guys and it was great it was great I mean it was a great season I thought it really worked out for me uh, played some really good hockey games. So, and it's usually typically the same on the road. I change a little different things on the road depending on the obviously the environment and stuff like that. But yeah, it's basically my routine. 
And one final thing before we have to head out here is my Fortnite game and my golf game. So Fortnite, I've been back grinding with the same kids, my buddies Kyle Kerrigan, Evan Petrus, and obviously sometimes Jake Petrus hops on and plays Fortnite. But, yeah, uh, the homeland is uh, Misty Meadows is the GOAT. So you go to Misty Meadows and you just have fun. Misty Meadows is called the homeland, and we really, really just love Misty. And we grind and grind. The whole opponents just don't get us. We just whoop them. We whoop everyone, and I just, it was awesome. And I love playing with those guys. The shooter crew, or the shooter crew, obviously. Shooter, shooter, shooter. You see, everyone listens to me say shooter. And the story behind shooters, everyone knows the song Freddy Krueger by YNWB Melly. Now, Freddy Krueger, the first line of this, this song is, pull coming in my club with my shooter. And, like, you come into my club and you shoot it. Like, you shooter. So, now we have a face-off play, right? In AAA. It's called Shooter. It's opening it, it's like after you give up a goal or something like that. It's called shooter. Our panic word is shooter. So, panic word is like if you ever lose your guy in the D zone, you say shooter, 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 and then you come right back into it. And yeah, and then the last thing I have to talk about is golf. Uh, golf, pretty good. Obviously, it broke my five wood. Uh, it's warped, so every time I hit the ball, it goes right. So, not great. I could not hit a single big club. Uh, I think I went I went yesterday, so I'm recording today on Monday, but for a drop on Tuesday. But yeah, like I could not hit any big clubs. It was just disappointing. It was so frustrating. I was just so mad. I was like, dude, these kids are gonna beat me. Obviously, I finished second to Kevin Drunkle, the goat. What a golfer this guy. Two over on the front. Like, God, you're sick. Like, I wish I was as good. I was just gonna be making money, but uh. Yeah, anyway. So this will pretty much wrap up episode six of the Pulmire Podcast. I really love this podcasting thing. And this road headset mic, what a, what a treat. I can't wait. Can't wait to drop this, guys. And thank you for listening to the Pulmire Podcast. Really appreciate it. Episode seven, big coming up. And I can't wait to drop it. So thank you, guys. Be safe and have a good rest of your week. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys.